swing, swing here. Oh, hammer that. Give me some of this over the triple <laughs> block. <laughs> yes. That guy's going to swing no matter where he is. Ace, it's over. Welcome to Over the Top, your all-access view inside BYU Men's Volleyball. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Steve Ale. It's the season finale of the show. We have come to the end, and unfortunately, Steve, BYU did not win the national championship last week on Saturday. In fact, the crews were swept. A bummer of a finish, but we will celebrate the entire season. It was a magical one here today on the season finale. Yeah, that was a rough, rough loss on, on Saturday. And, you know, it makes me think of Moneyball when he's like, nobody cares if you don't win the last game of the season. Not, not necessarily true. Yeah, we I don't believe a, in that. We had a great, great year, but that was a rough loss uh, for BYU on Saturday. Yeah, BYU got outserved and uh, could not pass Hawaii. And unfortunately, this was the same story in 2013 against UC Irvine in the National Championship game, 2016-17 against Ohio State. So... Uh, BYU was ready. I'm telling you they were ready. It just didn't happen. And uh, Hawaii was better. And that, that's unfortunate. And it was sad. And it was. And, and I, I was there uh, at the game, and it was somber uh, after. Mm. But here we are uh, a week later trying to cope with that, but also rem- remember and uh, reminded of the season that was. And uh, the joy and the journey of that was pretty fun this year. Uh, as BYU made its way to uh, a tremendous season again. So here's the show lineup. We've got a bunch of categories to run through to recap the season. MVP, top moment. We'll preview the 2022 season as well with Sean Olmstead, an extended conversation with him. And Steve's wow moments of the week in 80s and 90s movie or TV show of the week as well. Okay, BYU went 20-4, and four, MPSF regular season and tournament champs, national runner-up. It was awesome. Uh, it didn't finish how we wanted, but the season was Really, really good. How would you summarize the season, Steve? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, they were, what, number one or two the entire season. So yep. they were right there at the top. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was, but Hawaii just seemed to really uh, want it more or something uh, on Saturday night. But, I mean, BYU, like you said, they were ready. They looked good. The first couple of points looked amazing, and then the wheels kind of came off. But uh in terms of the whole season, yeah, BYU played amazing. There were a couple losses here and there that were rough, but uh, awesome, awesome volleyball. Seven seniors, five of which were starters. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, Will Stanley, Mickey Alhianen, Felipe Brito Fejeda, Zach Eschenberg, Cyrus Fatalogo, Zach Hendrickson. Man, that was a special group. Uh, they went to three Final Fours, would have been four if it wasn't for the pandemic last year. Mm. And uh, that was a special group, man. We'll miss them. We absolutely will miss them. Uh, like uh, that's a huge group of names right there of amazing athletes and friends. You know, they're they're fun to watch. They're fun to hang out with. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough group to replace, but BYU is always so good at recruiting. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next year. Okay, we have a few categories to break down the season. Let's talk about it. Why Mountain, aka the top moment of the year, in my opinion, was getting to the national championship match. That was the moment. Beating Lewis, knowing BYU was playing for a natty. Unfortunately, it didn't work out in in that game. But getting to that game, listen, only two teams did that. Everyone else was at home watching BYU in Hawaii. To me, that's the top moment of the year. What was it for you? No, I'm going to say that's the same one for me. Uh, Get an that's, original answer, no, Steve. No, I'm just saying. Here's the thing. We didn't know anything about Lewis. BYU didn't know anything about There was no, not a whole lot of film to watch on them. Yeah. They were really good. It would have been very easy 
for BYU to drop that and not even get to the Natty. So that was a big deal to get there. Huge win to get to it. And unfortunately, they weren't able to come out, come away with a win. But uh, sorry, man, I'm, I'm not original, but that's the same one I got. <laughs> MVP, uh, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez has got to be it, right? He does end up two aces shy of Taylor Sander. He does not set the record. He did not have any aces in the national championship game, but he led the team in kills, kills per set, and aces. He was uh, a first-team All-American and just the second player in BYU history to be a four-time first or second-team All-American. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the same answer. <laughs> I should again. let you go first. Yeah, I, Mitch Worthington was my MVP. There you go. He's there a great, go, great libero. libero. But no, I'm just saying, Gabby. I was really bummed that he didn't get any aces uh, in the final. And yeah. if 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 things were normal and the the year started normally and it ended normally last year, he would have obliterated that record. But. Yeah. Uh, you talked about it. His kills, kills per set, his aces. I mean, the guy to be to be mentioned along Taylor Sander. How could you not be the MVP for this team? I did inform Taylor that he indeed kept the record. So there you go. <laughs> uh, unsung hero. I'll let you go first. The unsung hero. Um, I'll say Zach Eschenberg has got to be my guy. Uh, barely played at all last year. We we kind of nicknamed him the forgotten man because nobody was worried about him. It was Davide and Gabby all year long. And then all of a sudden, this guy kind of comes out of the shadows. Uh, we spotlighted him a couple times after matches because he was the guy that night that took charge and, and got the win for BYU. He played so good this year. In fact, he was actually pretty strong in the championship as well. But uh, he's got to be my unsung hero. I like that one. And uh, in the locker room after the game, I gave him a hug and said, uh, the remembered man. For real? I said in his ear, yeah. Uh, This guy was certainly sung, but perhaps underappreciated, Will Stanley. Um, BYU hasn't had a lot of two-time first-team All-American setters. Um, You know, Carlos Moreno was the national player of the year in 04. Hector LeBron was legit, but I don't think he got two-time first-team All-American. So what Will Stanley did was pretty – Pretty impressive. you got to have a great setter if you're going to be a great team. You just, you just have to. Okay, uh, the part we could wish we could redo, uh, obviously the national championship game. Uh, BYU hasn't won a set since 04 in the four national championship games. So got to redo that part. The, maybe the first game against UCLA, that was kind of a weird start. Uh, but in the end, uh, yeah, the, the redo part, I would, uh, I would mulligan the national championship game. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. And and I don't know how to fix that. I mean, it's it's obviously a mental toughness. We talk about volleyball being 80% mental, 20% physical. Um, Yogi Berra would add like 15% emotional. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but that's just it, though. You've got to somehow, even if it's not going your way, be mentally strong enough to just make that moment happen for you just will it into existence and and i don't know how to do that i don't know how to fix that i that's a dude i remember being in situations like that and and feeling not confident feeling edgy feeling nervous and hating myself for feeling that way in that moment but it's such a big stage how do you not feel that i don't know why or how hawaii was able to just be so dialed in that whole night i mean they passed well they served well they did everything well and so i don't know i that would definitely be uh my wish we could uh we could redo it was byu playing the way they did when they went to hawaii last year well steve says wow a lot during the matches so naturally it's time for this is Steve's Moments of the Week. Make that of the year. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I will make that for the year. One of them is the fact that Gabby just gets so close within two of setting the record and passing Taylor Sander, which I never thought anybody would pass that guy. But he missed it by that much. Uh, Davide coming back, that is such a big one for BYU. That's a huge win for them because they're going to lack a little bit of uh, leadership and experience next year, and he brings that in spades. And then uh, Zach, we... we Nicknamed him the Forgotten Man. He re-nicknamed himself the Remembered Man because he played so dang well this year. And then BYU winning the the MPSF. That's a big deal. That's that's a pretty big uh, banner to be able to hang to hang in uh, the Smith Fieldhouse. So those are some big wow moments. Always good to win the league. Absolutely. That was Steve's <laughs> moments of the week. Coming up, head coach Sean Olmstead recaps the year and previews 2022 as Over the Top continues on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Over the Top. Let's bring in Sean Olmstead, head coach of the BYU Cougars, who we have chatted with every week this season. That's been one of the funnest parts of doing this show this year is getting to know Sean a little bit better and hanging out. Sean, how you doing? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Uh, happy to be on here and chat with you guys and uh, seems like kind of wrap things up, you know. I can't believe it's over already. Uh, we missed the first part of the season, obviously a little delayed, but uh, the end has come here in the middle of May. So obviously, let's talk about the national championship match, and then we'll kind of zoom out and look at the whole year. But uh, now that it's been a minute, uh, what are your thoughts on how the national championship match played out? Yeah, um, tough one, man. Uh, tough. And it's probably been the toughest um, that I've experienced because there was uh, a real confidence, a real, really, really good energy with this group. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to say a, a, a competitive person, you, you always like to think that we're stronger than, than you know, we are maybe or, or we want to be the picture perfect, you know, hey, uh, this and that. But it's these are tough. These are tough moments. And this has been a tough one for the guys. And and it's tough as a competitor to just say that Hawaii was better than us that night because because uh, they were. Uh, they were they were they were able to play with a little more composure um they were able to play and string things together when we just struggled to really get things going and so that's the hard thing about this job is trying to trying to process where and when what went wrong because like i said i felt a lot more comfortable in the lead up to this match than maybe i have in in other matches so that's the hard part that you're trying to pinpoint, and that's just the kind of the openness and the truth behind it. Yeah, and we appreciate that. Yeah, certainly a, a tough pill to swallow, absolutely, on that one. So we look at the whole season, and 20-4, uh, and four, MPSF regular season and tournament champions. You did it on your home court, which is really special. You got uh, multiple water bottles dumped on your head, and you danced. Uh, that was a fun <laughs> moment. And then uh, beating Lewis in the semifinals, that was a great win, one of the best wins of the year, arguably the best win of the year. And then uh, getting sure. back to the national championship game. So for you, what were the, some of the top moments, whether it was games or plays or experiences you had this year with this uh, special group of seven seniors and company? Yeah, I think that, man, um, there was a handful of them. And, and so as you look and as I've met with the guys, it, it's, it's also – these moments right now are pretty darn valuable to me. These meetings that I've had with these guys recently, um, because you know they're able to now finally process. Hey, you know what? What a great season! And um, 
man, darn it. What a, what a, what a darn good team we were, we were able to be a part of, you know, the MPSF championship at home. The guys played so well through that tournament, just all the, all, all the times together, all the joys and the ups and downs on the bench and, and kind of the life in, in the locker room, the energy there. Those are moments that, that we'll look back on and go, Hey, those were good times. And the win over Lewis, that's a big win. Lewis is a really, really good team. Yeah, they were. And uh, the win there in the tournament, um, that's a big time win. And so uh, capturing, you know, the outright number one spot, bl- blowing through UCLA on the road the first night, you know, those, those are some good memories. Going to Malibu when, uh, and capturing two on the road at Malibu, yeah. those are some of the great memories this year. And, it was a special group and a special team, and two teams were remaining, and we were one of them. And darn it, you know, uh, uh, like I said, Hawaii was better, but what a what a nice ride and what a fun ride for these guys, for sure. Weren't you wearing a wristband that said uh, something like, we're the, the lucky yeah. ones or something? Yeah, the lucky ones, and uh, hmm. the guys all have those wrist bra- wristbands, and you'll see a lot of them weren't the most, a lot of them weren't throughout the season, and we are, man. You know, look around. We get to be a part of this, and there's people that are really struggling, especially in this pandemic. And that was that was one of the most. It, I don't know how much time, but this is a story that that hit me the hardest. I decided I wasn't going to turn my phone on that night. I, I wasn't going to the rest of the night. Just go to my hotel. My sisters were there. I wasn't even going to go see my sisters. And then my phone, because of, it was in airplane mode, but the Wi-Fi at the hotel picked up. I didn't know this, but all of a sudden my messages started coming through. And I got a message from a person who I, 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 I don't, I didn't have the number saved in caller ID. And it said, I lost my job a year ago. I haven't had a paycheck for a year, economic struggles. And your guys brought me joy and light to my weekends mm. and forever. I'll be grateful. That's and you know, awesome. wow. then I just, and then I just, I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'll text my sisters that thanks for coming, but I don't want to see anybody fairs. But after I got a message like that, and then I got the messages from, from all the other people that just, like I said, I wasn't going to turn on my phone, but it came through the Wi-Fi. I said, dude, I'm sulking. I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. I'm this and that, but that's just all selfish. This is all I said, Farah, I unboxed the whole big trophy, ripped off the tape. I said, let's go. We're going to go upstairs. I'm going to see my sisters. We're going to take pictures in the hotel room because they came out here to support me and it's not about me. And so I'm not going to sit here and just be selfish with myself. That's not fair to them that came all the way out here. So they want to see me and, and you know, there's, there's those things. So we are the lucky ones, you know, and the guys know that we get to play this sport. They're physically fit to be able to compete. They're, they're healthy. They've got families all around them. They're pretty darn lucky in my opinion. Amen. Dude. Amen That's to that. Well man. said. <laughs> Amen to that. And, and I made this analogy on BYU Sports Nation earlier in the week. I said, there's been so much joy in the journey with this team. You go on a hike, right? And yes, you want the view at the end, but it's the struggle you know, up the mountain, and it's the views you get as you go, and it's the people you're with, and it's that solitude, right? On a hike, you're a guy that runs in the mountains all the time. You know firsthand about all of this, right? And this team has given people so much joy over a long period of time. Yes, it didn't finish the way we wanted, but throughout that whole process, we had this amazing experience with these guys. And the fun part for us on this end of it, Sean, 
is that we get to be the storytellers essentially for the team and help tell the narrative of the team. And uh, it's been amazing the last couple of years to celebrate these guys and their amazing story. Zach Eschenberg barely plays, and then he becomes a two-time All-American. Will Stanley, the pressure of being Clay's brother, dude nice. is a two-time All-American. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, thank the Lord Cal Baptist cancels their program. I didn't like that part. <laughs> but that he makes it to BYU, and his mom was up from 2 a.m. that day to get to uh, Columbus to support her son and got off work and... It was just uh, so many amazing stories on this team. The the 4.0 Finnish student who um, liked Lucas Slabe's coaching, so he comes to BYU and Mickey Yauhiainen and all of these guys, even Cyrus Fatologo and his amazing personality, and he gets hurt, but he's still part of the squad. And Brody Ernest gets to make the trip despite having a, a knee that doesn't work. And just there's so much joy in this journey, and I agree with you. It, this group, it wasn't just this year. It was a five-year journey uh, with these guys, especially those three seniors, and it was special, and uh, it, it was it was amazing, and so many fun times, and so weird this year with the pandemic, and you guys made it through it, and you fought through it to get to that title match. So, yeah, it, it was fun, man, and uh, I guess I just want to say thanks for the amazing memories. I was the 16-year-old kid in 99 watching that team win the Natty, and now I get to be a – I feel like I'm on the team. I really do. Well, Steven, you I, are. Steven, I feel like we're on the you team. You are. And when I walk into the locker room after that game and I'm yeah. – I'm, I, these are my guys. These, these are the, my boys, you know, and I, I got to give them a hug, and that was really, that was really special well, for me. You should feel that. I mean, in the middle of the week, one of the guys said, hey, Sean, Jerem Jerem uh, uh, said he might need tickets. We got him, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I've already talked to Jerem. He's already taken care of, but – yeah, we'll always get Jerem, you know. So <laughs> awesome. you're, you, no Thank one you. else, Thank no you. one else was allowed in the locker room. You know that yeah. that just shows you what you mean to the guys, and you are a part of our group. That is so cool. That's yeah, awesome. you guys recruit, you know, the entire planet uh, to get this group together, and yeah, you couldn't said it, couldn't have said it any better. This group has become amazing, like one of the best ever to step on the floor at BYU, and it, it was unfortunate. Uh, one last time I'll beat the dead horse of uh, this is why I hate rally scoring. It, it's not, it's one of those things where it, I mentioned to Jerem, it's like the, the jeopardy clock in your head the whole time. Like the, the clock is going, the, the game is going further and further and you're running out of time. It's so hard in a rally scoring game to kind of get your feet under you and get your composure back while you just side out for a little bit to kind of get your breath and then go again. It's just, boom, the game's over, and then it's the next one, and the next one, next one, and it's over. I, the rally scoring yeah. thing has been really hard for me. I know I'm old. I'm a dinosaur, and I, I got to play <laughs> back in the days when, when that wasn't a thing. Remember the fifth game, right? You'd go four regular games, and then you get to the yep. fifth, and it was so fast, and it was so scary because anybody could, could career for a play or two, and then, boom, they win. And you know what I mean? I, that's what it felt like on Saturday. It was really hard for me to watch because I've been in that situation. I've been there where you're, you're, you're watching it kind of get away from you and you don't know what to do or how to put the brakes on or, or get back on top of it. And it, that was a really hard one, for, obviously, for everybody. And, of course, your, your entire team. I wasn't able to get out there and, and be in the, in the locker room with you guys because I would have been a, a ball baby the entire time just uh, hugging everybody because that was just a really hard hard way to end an incredible season, incredible journey 
for all these guys. Anyway, you guys are amazing, uh-huh. and you're an amazing coach. Your perspective is top-notch, man. Like, I, I love the way that you look at all of this and the fact that it's you are the lucky ones, absolutely. To be able to, to play this game and, and to have this be your job, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys are unbelievably lucky, and I'm, I'm lucky just to even be a part of it, a fly on the wall. 100%, 100% agree with what you said. Okay, well, what's in store for 2022? We'll discuss who returns, what positions are being addressed in recruiting in the final segment of Over the Top after this. All right, final segment of the season on Over the Top here. Jerem Jordan, Steve Ale, and head coach Sean Olmstead as we look ahead to 2022. No time like right now to just... Preview it a little bit. Okay, let's talk about who's coming back. Davide Gardini has announced he's coming back. That's awesome. Always great to have a two-time first-team All-American. And uh, he will be a senior, Mitchell Worthington at Libero. And then it's a cast of new characters, perhaps, Sean. So where do you start in recruiting to uh, try and do your best to uh, continue to build this program? Well, I think, uh, yeah, we're we're really excited to have uh, Davide. And Davide is going, um, uh, I just spoke with him, and he'll be flying out. He's flying out tomorrow uh, in two days, excuse me. But um, he just got a notice that he's actually going directly to Rome. He's already been announced uh, on the VNL roster, so that's awesome. Nice. That's super exciting for him. So cool. And so he's training in Rome for, oh, what did he tell me? I think 10 days, then he's actually going into the VNL bubble. And it's kind of a bummer. Uh, but this is the fun stuff behind the scenes you guys get. It's uh, He was kind of like really excited. Oh, I'm going to go all over the world. But then it's announced that it's in Italy. So that's, you know, not, <laughs> not bummer. <laughs> I mean, he's excited, of course, because that's in Italy. So that is cool. But then he's like, but then, Sean, the bubble's 20 minutes away from my house, and I can't even see my parents. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that's rough. Dang it. Yeah, so they're doing a pretty good uh, – sounds like they're try- essentially trying – I've been in – a lot of quote-unquote bubbles and none of them have been a bubble you know i think the only one that did it right was the nba you know literally yeah you arrive there you're in a hotel for a week then you finally contest to get out but um davide's parents won't be able to see him but he's excited so he's gonna go do that we've got uh i think you mentioned mitch and mitch has done a remarkable job he's done a great job he had a tough final he knows that we shed tears together in my office and Uh, but he'll bounce back. Then we've got guys that you guys know that I believe are going to grow. You know, Brandon Oberenders had good matches. He's played well for us. He's, he's a good middle. Um, And so he's going to be back. We've got Gavin Julian, who's done some USA stuff, traveled with them to international tournaments. He's going to be really strong and really good for us in the middle. So I think we're going to have two really good middles. Um, and then uh, the other ones are going to be uh, a little newer. You know, we've got Mix Romanis is going to be, he's been invited to train with USA Volleyball, the college team in the summer. So he'll go down to Southern California and do cool. that. He's a really good player. You guys saw him very briefly in the blue and white. We saw glimpses of him, but he's come a long, yeah, long he's way. Be awesome. Only freshman that traveled, right? He's the only fresh. Uh, Zio traveled with us. And Zio, Zio Meyer, the and other Zio backup center. setter. So, but apart from that, we intentionally didn't want to play him, and we didn't. We didn't need to, you know. And so he's coming in as a freshman, but with some years, a, a little experience under his belt. Um, 
We've Luke Benson is a really, really physical uh, pin hitter that we're going to look at him on on both pins, you know, mm. left and right. Okay. He's wow, cool. he's probably touching 12-3, 12-4 already. Oh, my already, gosh. For real? School. Oh, my gosh. You know, so he's he's a physical, physical kid, and he's coming. Um, he'll be coming right to school. And then um, we've got Alex Asu. Again, got some reps. He's had some injuries. He'll be new to a lot of experience on the court. But, hey, man, if you remember what he did against Grand Canyon, came in and served, I think, four or five aces, hit 500, <laughs> yep. and we won a match in Grand Canyon. So, <laughs> so no, he's he's a right side. And so th- there's, there's, there's players, uh, the setter position. Zio's going to be around and and we've got a we've got two new guy, new guys coming in and so we'll we'll have three to four setters that are going to be battling that is one position that will be younger and uh we know that and so there could be an opportunity for us in the transfer portal or other situations but as of right now you know I was talking with Davide and the other guys and I said hey next year next year is exciting it's always exciting and every time you put a new group together it's exciting because each team forms and becomes their own unique team and special group. And, you know, these guys came up with the lucky ones and another team's going to come up with something else. And so that's kind of the joy in, in being a part of teams. That's the special nature of uh, teams and teamwork. Well, I'm excited to see that new group. Absolutely. Certainly it's a new era, a new day. And uh, if you recall, and who knows how successful you can be, right? Um, 2019 team experienced some ups and downs to become the team they became. Um, and so, who knows? Some of these young guys, maybe a couple bumps in the road, but it'll be a fun MPSF uh, 20 in 2022 with Pepperdine and UCLA and Grand Canyon certainly poised to try and take that spot. But hey, they got to go through BYU first, so we're excited to uh, see this new look team and some of these new guys, and of course Davide and Mitchell back to uh, lead the group. So, yeah, awesome. Well, Sean, this has been fun all year to uh, get to know you a little bit better and to hang out every Saturday and to talk to each other. So we appreciate it. We know it was uh, not the easiest thing coming off of the national championship loss, so we appreciate the time, and we look forward to uh, doing something similar next year. Yeah, I, I like I've always told you guys, I can't thank you guys enough, and I enjoy it. Uh, I cherish uh, our friendship and really do appreciate the coverage, uh, every bit of it. You know, the... the the, the good and the bad, you know, and I, I really don't think there's many bad because I'm totally great with just everything you guys do because I think you guys do it right. You help the viewers, you promote our sport, and uh, so you're doing it the right way, and I can't thank you guys enough for all you do for, most importantly, the guys, you know, because in the end it comes back to these guys and, and their experience, and so uh, that, that means a ton. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Well, thanks, Sean, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Okay, you're thanks, guys. All right, time for the final 80s or 90s TV show or movie of the week of the year from you, Steve Ale. <laughs> so uh, I had to save up uh, my, my favorite movie of all time ever is the, it's so hard how to say this, the second or the, the fifth uh, Star Wars movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, baby. Such an incredible movie. I was like 10, I think, when it came out, and that was like the ultimate cliffhanger did they or did they not kill Han Solo? And I had to wait like a whole year to to watch the third one or two years. Yeah, that movie was so, so good. And uh, finding out that the, the, the evil bad guy for the entire, you know, universe was Luke's dad was like, what? Like so many cool things about that movie that just uh, broke my broke my brain they were awesome but an honorable mention was romancing the stone love that movie as well look at those choppers hey ralph 
So good. <laughs> okay, that'll do it for us on this uh, initial season of Over the Top. Our thanks to the men's volleyball team for allowing us to have the access to the team this year, especially Sean Olmstead for joining us every week, including this one. For Sean, producer Trent Rhymes, Schusel, and Steve Vale, I'm Jerem Jordan. You've just gone over the top. Go Cougs. <laughs>